What's up, everybody? It's Albert Kempel with the Cantina Mix Podcast. We are going live on episode 192. I'm here with Joel. What's going on, Joel? How are you doing? Doing good, Kikis. Getting ready for a weekend of a lot of football here that we have that's starting on Thursday. <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh wait, we didn't start. Yeah, I, I, I had we had an echo. Oh, right. we're starting again. No, we're good. We're good. I had an echo. Oh, you didn't hear that? I was hearing myself talking. I don't know. Yeah, I had to mute it. We're good though. Yeah, so a lot of uh, a lot of news to cover. Um, so, first off. On the uh, list of things, we got. Uh, do you want to cover the world? Uh, yes, sir. We have the under twenty World Cup starts on Thursday with uh, Mexico versus Italy. I think the games are available on um, Fox Sports and uh, what is it, Univision? Uh, yeah, well, on Spanish it's Telemundo and Universo. Oh, Universo. No, sorry, not Univision. Uh, yeah. NBC, Universo, Telemundo, those guys. Some those, they'll be showing the games upcoming on the 23rd, I believe. Yes, it's on the 23rd. On Thursday, Mexico opens their group stage against Italy. And then on the 26th, they play Japan. And then um, on the 29th against Ecuador. So this is going to have a... You know, the two big names for Mexico, Linus and JJ Mack, who had a standout season in, uh, Liga MX. And he will not be playing the final, which, you know, the Leon versus Tigres. And it's also on the 23rd, the first leg at the Universitario Stadium. And so he left. He left to join the under 23. So let's see if, if it affects him or not. But yeah, how do you see this, uh, young Mexican team? I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, it's a bummer to see, uh, Macias leave Leon, um, and him miss out on getting a potential. Cause I actually think they have, a, they have a very good chance of winning this championship. Yeah. The Tigres. Um, so it's, it's sort of a bummer to see him miss. And then I believe, uh, Sambuesa was, uh, red carded in the last game. So he, well, we'll talk about Can that. You, yeah. We're getting you. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, the, uh, it's a young, I mean, Linus is good to see, although many people wanted him in the gold cup. Uh, Macias up top should be, uh, should be pretty good for him. Um, I don't know too too many of the other dudes, but uh, it would be interesting to see <laughs> because this is number twenty. These guys are actually the ones that should be making names for themselves to be uh, like getting plenty of minutes in the Liga MX and getting their names out so that they could be. 
him to be on the on the senior team. Yeah, uh, game should be should be good games though. These all of these teams ended up top of their groups in their respective qualifiers. So, you know, I don't think there's going to be any easy games, um, at least not on paper. So we'll see. Good luck to the Tricolor. Uh, let's hope they start off with the right foot. And uh, one of the hopes for Macias that why Leon let him go is to get that international exposure. And if he impresses, um, we might be seeing him heading to Europe soon. Yeah, I'd be a little surprised for that, but yeah, if he if he shines in this tournament, that'll definitely boost his potential. Um, so they they play Italy, and this is in Poland, so we're looking at European times. Uh, Mexico plays Italy at uh, six o'clock on the twenty third. So that would probably be during the during the daytime. Uh, Italy the big name of course then after that they play Japan and then they play Ecuador in the group stage Uh, that's right Chiquis that's right Uh, so other big news from I would say was yesterday on Monday we had the big the big, <clears throat> the big meeting from the owners. So there was a reunion of Liga MX club owners and, um, they set the agenda for the next tournament. So uh, here it goes. We have a list. We got our hands on one of these lists. Um, Atletico San Luis, they were promoted. So they will be joining the, they will be joining the, First division and, uh, Veracruz, who were relegated, they were allowed to pay a fee. So they are remaining. So we're going to be having a league that is 19 teams. And, uh, which means that each week one team is going to get, uh, they're going to get to rest. They won't play a game. So I don't know. That's, uh, we'll probably be seeing a lot of amistosos. There, that's what they usually do. They schedule a friendly in the U.S. Um, so we have that. So 19 teams to be played for the 2019-2020 season. Um, each team will have one week off. They'll get a furlough. Um, and then the other big change was Copa MX. It's no longer going to be two cups per here it's just going to be one. Just one cup that's going to be played from the 30th of July until the 15th of April. And it's going to be, it's going to consist of 27 clubs, 15 from Liga MX and 12 from second division. Uh, those were the main, the main cambios. Chiquis, any thoughts? Uh. Well, I I don't I haven't really thought too much about the Copa MX, but that seems pretty interesting. It's a large, a large group of uh, 
of teams playing there. Um, yes. I, good. I know John tweeted out on the Cantina account that he likes it a lot. So I think it could be interesting. We'll have to see if it uh, generates more popularity. Yeah, well, we've seen that teams have begun taking it more serious now. Uh, we've seen fans of the clubs accepting it more. Same fans that would make fun of anyone that won it. But then when their club wins it, they're yeah. celebrating and showing off. Uh, so obviously it's gotten to that point, uh, back from when it was relaunched that, that more fans are taking it serious and the clubs know that. And that gives, you know, it opens up opportunities for the team to, to have more success throughout the season. You know, instead of, Instead of having only one chance at one championship, now clubs get to compete for two, and then later on maybe three, three campeonatos a year. Be it the two ligas, or if you're playing a Conca champion, or or this Copa MX. But I think that that's that's a way of making it a bit more prestigious, you know. So I, I like the cambios too. Uh, we've discussed this many times here, at least in way earlier shows. Our one hope was, uh, you know, a cup that had all the teams, even going down to third, fourth division and single elimination. Who knows? Maybe, maybe one day. Never say never. Uh, there's another cup in the works that was already approved. Uh, I don't, I just don't think it's been made official. And it's in its uh, MLS Liga MX Cup. And I think it's only going to have eight teams for each. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but they haven't said much about that yet. They said it's, um, I think it's going to be, uh, I have the article up. It's contemplated to be the Campeones Cup um, between MLS and Liga MX teams. But it's gonna be it's gonna be um, I guess uh, announced late in the in the next coming weeks. Yes, yes, it will, Chickies. What was already announced, and we're gonna jump back into um, selecciones, is um, the League of Nations. So for Mexico, it's gonna start in October. Um, so it's a CONCACAF Nations League. I said League of Nations. It's Nations League. And so Mexico goes up against Bermuda. The mighty Bermuda. I'll be scared to travel there, chickies. I would, I would not want to play them. Um, uh, just cause of that whole, you know, stigma of the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Which is probably not a near that country. Um, anyways. So Bermuda versus Mexico on October 11th. That's, uh, and then on the 15th of October, they go up against Panama. And then, um, and then is it on November? It's on November they, they play Panama again, this time in Panama, and then they they close at home against Bermuda. So those are Mexico's games for the Nations League, which would have 
you know, normally those would have been amistosos, but now, uh, cause Europe is doing the same thing, uh, having their own League of Nations, so we took a page off of that. Uh, I don't really know how I feel about this. Uh, as far as Mexico, just as a Mexico fan, but, but seeing it as a fan of, uh, you know, maybe not a fan, but like, knowing that Mexico is in the CONCACAF region, this is a good way for for the region to grow and for these teams to have these type of games because a team like Bermuda wouldn't, you know, to play Mexico on a friendly, it's, it's just rare. It's just not going to happen, you know. But the more you play these type of games, uh, it allows for your players to develop and to get more exposure, if you have a, if you have a good player in your squad, he looks good playing against Mexico or against the, the U.S. or what have you, and then they're likely to get picked up by a good club. Yeah, the um, the only thing I see is uh, like I remember maybe maybe five or ten years back. Uh, gold cup or uh, yeah, gold cup was always the. I mean, sometimes it was even a struggle, like when Cuauhtémoc was, uh, like that, that uh, Hon- I think it was a Honduras guy was blowing kisses to Cuauhtémoc and he elbowed him in the stomach. There, was, <laughs> there, were, some, there were some tough uh, group matches that Mexico had to get through to eventually win or get to the final against the U.S. Yeah, and then now you see all these players just like Chicharito, like Herrera, and all these guys just like you know we're not going. Um, or, or there's injuries, and so Gold Cup isn't really a priority for these dudes. Ah, yes, yes. Like I think you're opening a different kind of worms there, Chiquis. Well, we went is... from League of Nations to Gold Cup. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm trying to compare because, and then we're, and then now we're talking about League of Nations, which is like Gold Cup uh, B or like you know a less. Yeah. Level. But it is. I mean, I, I agree. Like you said, it's it's going to bring. You're not going to have uh, European players playing this. I don't think. Maybe one or two. Yeah. These young guys trying to prove. No, themselves. but I mean, I I think if I'm not mistaken, because uh, a lot of these games are going to be played during. It's during the the. It's when the teams will play their friendlies, and I'm not sure if this is during the, the FIFA, if it falls right into. See, once again at the cantina, we didn't do our homework, or if it falls right into the FIFA dates. Because if it goes into the FIFA days, then you could call in uh, your players from abroad. And because and, 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 and as we were saying, uh, in Europe, they're going to be having the same thing. They, they also have their own. And they've already been playing games. They've already been playing their own uh, Nations League. So, so, I mean, I don't know if they're going to want to come. Uh, who knows, man? Because, see, a lot of times when they come... When these players come from abroad to play amistosos, it's not so much, especially if a player is already, um, if it's already like a key player or, you know, one of the main players for the selección, what they're coming is like it's all promotion and sponsors. That's, that's, that's more of a bigger part of what they're doing and, and just going into the whole players dropping out of the, Gold Cup, that's been one of the things that's been talked about, that there was this 
Um, this, this, uh, how do you say it, man? I'm at a loss for words, Chiquis. I'm not even drinking. Uh, there's, there's been a, how do, oh man, some, some of the players with, with the, with the federation about kind of like an argument over, over like, uh, over the, huh? Dispute. There you go. It's a dispute. God, I'm, I'm limited in words right here, Chiquis. Um, yeah, there's been a dispute. So it's like it's saying it's, it's, it hasn't been blown blown up but I mean that's that's uh you know some rumors there that some of the players haven't been happy and I had read before how they wanted one time Chicharo to go film a commercial and he was like you know I'm not getting paid for this and this is not why I flew over here so that could be one of the reasons why you do have some of these players that don't they don't want to. The other reason is some of these players rarely get the summer off. If you look at like, I think it's Herrera, uh, Hector, no, not Hector Herrera. Who's the guy going to, uh, I think he's going to Roma. Who did he sign with, Chiquis? He, he's the only one that left, he, he's the only one that put a letter explaining why he's not taking up the call. It's a, it's a, um, cepillo? No, no. Chiquis, come on, man. We're letting our listeners down. It's, not, it's, not, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's at the tip of your tongue. <laughs> Too much albur is there, man. Herrera. Oh. <laughs> huh? Not coming, but, uh... Hector Herrera, I, I'm confusing him with, with another one. Uh, but yeah, Hector Herrera, he, he, if you see his career, he's, He's played every summer tournament with Mexico since 2012. Yeah. Yes, I mean, dude, why can't expect that much from this guy that's, you know, he's about to jump finally, um, go to another club after overstaying his welcome at Porto where he was only supposed to be for like two years. <laughs> and uh, he's finally going to play at a, at another club and, and he just, he needs, he needs that time off, man. Yeah, and it, um, to verify what your question was, the uh, okay, so the uh, amistosos are nine. Oh wait, that's in June. There's what? There's an amistoso on ten on ten September in San Antonio. The the opponent is unknown. So that's one date, and that's two days after Mexico plays on fifth on five September. Oh no, never mind. Never mind. They, they play October, November. And yeah, they play in November. So yeah, th these are separate. There's no. I have an amistoso schedule for the times that they're playing. And, uh, yeah, but we have to keep in mind there's the uh, regular amistoso. And then there's a FIFA date. Yeah, and, right. and when Mexico usually gets all the other top players, it's on the FIFA date. And then the other ones, the regular amistoso, that's, that's the traditional molero. That's when you'll see Mexico playing some countries under 23 or, or you know. 
Yeah, in September there is FIFA dates for uh, two through. Is it two? Is it a, a range two through ten September? Partidos oficiales o amistosos. Yeah, so it's the the two through ten September, and then October seven through fifteen is a FIFA date, which. The 15th is when Mexico plays, or the 11th is when Mexico plays Bermuda. And then 11th through 19th, another FIFA day in November. So yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. There's a ton of stuff going on in the summer, I guess. Uh, yeah, I agree. Oh, Hector Herrera, all these guys. I just see them devaluing the Gold Cup. Well, yeah, I mean, and and especially against these teams, I know disrespect, but these teams aren't as to the skill level that they could risk injury. Even even in amistosos, they risk injury. They go back to their club, or like you see a, a Chucky Lozano who's on crutches or on a crutch. Yeah, and, and that's gold cup. Yeah, and it's two gold cups per cycle, so it's not like there, there's another one you could play later on. Yeah. You know, it's, it takes away from the tournament. Because two, man, these guys already have a bunch of those under their belt. It's like, okay, I don't want to play. That's the thing with Copa America, why they they were trying to do it like that. And then they they got rid of that idea because uh it was devaluing their tournament. When you had, I think it was, was it the first, the first one? Well, you would see how in some of them the teams would just have like B teams. They'll send like their second-hand players. And only one of the cups was where you would see all the top players. But now the way they, they went back to the old format, and then it's, it's you know, the teams bring all their, all their top stars. And this is pretty much a, okay, so like, this is what I see in the League of Nations. Uh, a bunch of, wait, where is the calendar thing? Okay, so basically you have United States, Mexico, Honduras, Costa Rica. They have these group stages, which I would I'd be willing to predict that all four of those teams advance. And they all begin, because the semifinals is winners of groups. There is no. There's no quarterfinals. There's no. Yeah. There's no like second Just, place. You either. We go straight straight to the quinto partido, chiquis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the yeah is it a quinto? Yeah. Well, semifinal or is that quarterfinal? Ah, uh, who knows, man. No partido, man. It's straight to the <laughs> partido. To the sexto partido. Yeah, dude. God damn. So like, you, you get. If only that happened at the World Cup. Yeah, you get first place in your group or you're done. Okay, so yeah, Mexico should be able to handle that. You know, many Bermuda and Panama pose no threat. They can send Chivas. They can send Chivas team for that. Yeah. Watch him not win. Um, <laughs> so, 
And then you have the, the team John's hypes on is uh, Curacao, who's on the group with Haiti and Costa Rica. That's right. That's that's where we're gonna get to see um, what some of those teams are made of. And but but you see, Chiquis, that's that's where that's what helps some of these teams because then they play these before they just had that one tournament. Which if they got if they were lucky to make it to the Gold Cup, that's that was their big break. And a lot of times, well, they just they just they rarely would. But now you have these two tournaments. So that's that's where like if Curacao looks good during the summer, um, they could follow it up with the League of Nations. And and by the time you have eliminatorias, you know, a lot of these teams están más follados, are better prepared. Mm. And uh it should be more competitive. The only downfall is that um well not not so much of a downfall cuz cuz we're seeing more teams Going to the World Cup because of the extra tickets, because World Cup going to 48 teams, but but having this more competitive games for these small clubs should mean that by the time if one of those gets to the World Cup, they they will be better prepared. Yeah, I don't see any of these teams like the. Yeah, I don't see any of these teams ever getting to the World Cup anytime soon. Well, I guess the uh, well, you mentioned the expansion of the World Cup, so yeah, that's that's I guess it's a possibility. Yeah. More teams in the World Cup. A Canada can make it. A Panama. Trinidad. Oh, they will make it, Chiquis. They will. So yeah, that's the League of Nations uh, group winners. All four of them go to the semifinals, and then the uh, winner of those go to the final. Uh, yeah, no third place match from what I can see. So hold on a second. Yeah. So we got League of Nations. We took we covered U twenty. Covered under twenty. We covered the new, the new, uh, the yeah. updates from. Liga MX, and I have one more, Chiquis. Yeah. One more, straight from the Lavanderas. Um, this is that TV Azteca has sold Atlas. <clears throat> they sold them to Grupo Orlegi. So Grupo Orlegi, some of you guys may not know who that is. They own Santos. They bought Santos just to be owned by Grupo Modelo. Which was the, um, the beer company. So, and they've been pretty successful with Santos, you know, the, the way they've structured the club and, and they fixed the stadium and, and their youth setup. So they've done a really good job. And, and I imagine Chapla fans are going to be really excited about this. Uh, you know, to have, uh, competent owners. Running their club for once, which uh, yeah, they they own everything about Atlas, and uh, yeah, so I guess we'll be seeing more news about that, like what's gonna happen. Because I know Rafa was was in there. Is Rafa still gonna be part of that? Uh, I imagine they will keep him just because he's a big name. But I think Rupert Legi is gonna be. 
doing a better job of bringing in refuerzos and and better coaches. Yeah, they need to do something. Because uh, Atlas is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, they was... get bullied too much. Yeah, man, Tevesteca dropped the ball. I don't, I don't, I thought, I, you know, I expected more from Tevesteca. I don't know why, given that they were running Morelia and that team had not achieved anything of note, uh, except reaching a final, something like 10 years back. Uh, but yeah, Tevesteca just did a big mess. Uh, so yeah, Grupo Legi, and this is one of the things we wanted to talk about. How in the past, Televisa owned more than one club and, and the media and everyone would attack them and talk about corruption. But now we have Grupo Pachuca that owns Tuzos and they own Leon. And, uh, no one really says anything about that. And now Grupo Legi, Tuz has two teams in first division. And again, it's, it's kind of like they're getting praise. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, you see some of that negativity. It's usually the media just attacking. Yeah, so that, yeah, that will, we'll, we'll see what comes out of that and see if that less improves or what, what happens. You know what? I do think they will improve. Uh, I, I do see them and especially, you know, they have just, just the way they manage to, to improve their youth setup and, and Alas historically has had a good youth setup. And I think that's, that's something that's going to benefit them, you know, be able to work off of the both kind of, you know, not, not too different from what Pachuca's doing and, and how they have, they're able to have even Leon do good. Uh, Leon, of course, playing the final right now. Mm-hmm. They're about to play the final. And it's a team that, you know, not too long ago was won other campeonatos. Yeah, so a few years, a few years back, that one. Yeah, so that's uh, that's some news. Uh, what else was there? I actually, want to I actually want to mix in if 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 now's the time. That other thing we we uh, we. Were... Liga MX Femenil, chiquis. Yeah, because uh, that sort of goes into something that I'm always interested in the uh, okay. Americans. They, they, they eliminated the group stage of anyone keeping up with Liga MX Femenil. Uh, no more group stage. Uh, they're going to have a general table, Tabla General, and Liguilla. Same as Liga MX. That's the big news for the females. Yeah, and they're also, let me see if I can get this right. They're also going to allow registration of. Oh, that's right. Um, older and six older player, mayores, and then six Mexican Americans. Cause before, uh, we've never talked, uh, feminine, but before the league only allowed Mexicans, not Mexican American, um, girls. Wait, you mean the female league? Yeah, the female league, the yeah, no foreigners, no foreigners, in, in, including pochos. Yeah, if you were born in the U.S., you were excluded. Yeah. So you mean that they're opening their arms? Yeah, they're opening them to to six, 
to just six. Okay. Um, per, per team, which is, I guess it's it's better. But uh, everyone was sort of well, not everyone, but there was there was people up in arms a little bit about the exclusion of Mexican Americans, and this coming from, of course, the um, English, the English raza, the English people, English speaking media, I guess. Hashtag <laughs> El Tri English, in English, <laughs> uh, all that group. So, of course, they're Mexican Americans, so they, I guess, they got that bias. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see why. If you, if you, because Mexico just doesn't have as many opportunities as, you know, as you have in the U.S. or there's just way more, more competitive from not, not just from high school, but also even like the collegiate level and semi-pro teams. And, and that's, that's sort of like, you just don't see it in Mexico. Just recently, it's this Liga Femenil that popped up. But before that, I mean, you know, you had to, like, just fight for scraps. So I get it why they wouldn't want, you know, they, they would, tr- yeah, they would try to, like, for the local players, because, I mean, think about it, how much more difficult is it going to be for, for some girl in Mexico if they're competing with, with, like, a, you know, I'm gonna say a pocho that's that's just better prepared. You know, it's gonna take, it's gonna go and gonna go and take their their chance. Yeah, and you can correct me, maybe if I'm wrong, but I believe, and I don't know if it's the same now. I believe most the majority of the girls on the national team are uh, Mexican American, have been Mexican American. Oh yeah, since since it's become more competitive. Yeah. And so. But that's a big reason why. I mean, because Mexico lacks a lot of that infrastructure at the female level. Yeah, uh, cultural issues, uh, things, I think, also. But, uh, but yeah, I think it was good initially for the for the league to start just with Mexicans to give them their opportunity to shine and 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 advance in their skill. And then now, of course, the Mexican Americans can come in and probably take their jobs. <laughs> take their <laughs> take their starting roles, put them on the on the banca. Well, god dang, god dang. Well, we'll see how that evolves. Uh, we'll be seeing it throughout the year, chickies. Yeah. So, uh, so next, what do we have? Are we at are we at the final yet? Yeah, I guess we could we could talk about the grand final. Uh, but first, we had what Leon. Leon, um, they lost to America 1-0. And, but, so it was 1-1 global and they advanced to the grand final. And, uh, they're going up against Tigres who, who beat, uh, they beat Monterrey 1-0. So both teams advanced. Uh, the global was a draw. Yeah. And the both teams that advanced was because they were the the top on the table. Leon being first, Tigres second. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of tough. I mean, personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want teams advancing on a draw, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's just how it goes. Maybe they'll change it one day. They did change the final because even even that used to be all the, all the way to the final. It doesn't count anymore. 
but I would I would prefer it if they if they took that away. I mean, I, I was hearing a lot of the a lot of the news, the Mexican news outlets, and again, they like to hit America, and they were saying how it was a fracaso, and it's like they get away with saying that because they could say, okay, not not winning the tournament is failing to meet your objective. So that's, you know, fracaso failure. That's where the failure is at. So it's like, okay, fair point. But if you look at America season, really isn't, you, I wouldn't qualify it as a fracaso. So Chivas fan, I would have liked Chivas to have done something like that and to be eliminated on a 1-1 draw. It's not like you're going to hang your heads in shame, you know, and say you failed. Uh, I just think that's just part of what hurts. A lot of times, um, the Mexican football, the way we start seeing the game and that, that whole, what we qualify as fracasos is, is just pretty absurd. Same, same with Monterrey that, that, um, you know, they, they also, and then similar to America because Monterrey won, they won the Conca champions and then, uh, they were eliminated on the 1-1 global draw. And so they were saying that it was also a fracaso. But, I mean, they they achieved some good stuff throughout the season. Uh, and America won the cup, the Copa MX, which uh, it was it was missing from their vitrina, the relaunched one. They have a bunch, but from, from the yesteryears. So they got a shiny new one. So, I mean, I... I I'm sorry, man. I just, I don't agree with that whole kind of defeatist mentality. It's just too much kicking dirt while some team is in the ground, especially when they've been doing good. Those, those teams we talked about, they've all been doing good. Uh, they're pretty consistent. Yeah. And, uh, well, I would say that, uh, America was playing a man up for, Ten minutes, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I'm watching the replays. <laughs> um, Ruben Sambuesa is going to miss the the first game against Tigres. He was uh, red carded. Oh man! Went up early in that in that match, and they just needed one more goal to advance. But uh, uh, yeah, they had. They had about 10 minutes up. They had the whole second half to get one more goal, and they just couldn't do it. And then advances. So, um... How much do you think it's going to hurt Leon uh, to be missing players like Sambu and and JJ Mack? Yeah, that's I mean, two two big players, man. I, and you know, I had Leon to me. Just to me, Leon was like, I see them as hungry. And, and just wanting it more. And, but, but missing these two players, I don't know, I might have to give the edge to Tigres now. Yeah, the only thing, especially because Sambu was so vital in the first leg, he, uh, he, he got that assist to JJ Mack for the goal. Um, he's always dangerous on, on passing and everything, but I think, I think with Mena still there, uh, Montes. Yeah, big Montes, big player, Mena. I think they're still yes. They still have Montes. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, and then you have 
Tuca making things, uh, putting in guys <laughs> like uh, like uh, Ronaldo Jr. What's his name? I don't know. You're talking about the toucan. The guy takes off the shirt, shows his six pack. Jurgen Dan going in the game and like crossing uh, crossing balls into orbit and stuff. And like he's got the the crossing skills of a AYSO under twelve player. Yeah, it was it was bad, but uh, yeah, I I still I I have my doubts with Tigres, but they they seem to get. Get the results. Um, I still, think, I still like. I still want to say I like Leon to win it, but it's bum. It's a bummer that. I mean, Ruben Sambuesa. That's that's a red card. But taking away JJ Mack, that I think was sort of. Uh, well, it's and, and it's. It, I have to ask you, Chiquis, Is it a one one game suspension or is it a two games? I think it's just. A, I think it's just a one from what. Okay. Okay then. Okay, he'll be available because uh, let's keep in mind, Leon will close at home, and it's one thing about about Tigres is uh, they haven't always been dominant at home. You know, we've seen them in some finales, like when they play Chivas. You know, so so they haven't always been this team that you go to their stadium and they could crush you. Uh, you know, yeah. so I, I still, for Leon, uh, any Leon fans out there, I think there's still a chance. Well, there's still a good chance, but I mean, you want all your players always to be, to be available. Um, but Tigres is just that stacked. I do think they have a lot of quality there. So it should be good games. I want Nacho to win it, man. I think that guy deserves. He deserves some glory. Yeah, this would be a great season for them to win, uh, to win the first uh, top of the table, and then. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, he he'll become legendary in that team, just because of the whole twelve game win streak. You know, scored the most goals. You know, he put some records, and then Nacho's name's gonna be right there, dude. I always remember it. I don't know. To the Leon faithful, well, they don't know the Nacho, huh? I might, uh, I don't know about that. I think they're going to brush over the coach. They're going to be like, uh, who was the coach back then? No, no, people remember just how Chiva fans still, you know, still talk about Mati. That's different, though. That's different. No, man, come on. It's not that different. He, I mean, Like if if Nacho can get like a say say he gets a Copa next win next season or something or or like the Conca Champions, he gets a few more titles with Leon. He'll be at he'll be at a and and then you know maintain some good seasons, some good regular seasons, not like horrible losing streaks and never winning at home and stuff. Um, Mati has the aura that surpasses, I think, a Nacho. No, but I'm saying this was just an epic season for Leon, just because everything that that they achieve and and not not much was expected at the beginning. So so for him to be able to get all of that, uh, I do think he would he will long be remembered if he get that just just that one, you know. I mean. I mean, people still remember the, the, um, 
la, la puente es Atlas de Irene y Benuene. Leg, Monterrey, second, Leon. There, there should be a, a, a pretty good contingent traveling to Leon also from Monterrey. And the Tigres fans uh, tend to do that. Um, yeah, so that should be a that should be an interesting final. Yes, it will. Yes, it will, chickies. Yes, it will. It's going to be a good, it's going to be exciting. Uh, uh, what else we have? Is that, uh, is that all for the noticias? So. Let me see. Well, big, big news. Yeah. Um, let me see. We do have, um, Pumas has a new coach, Michel. Did we talk about that already? Yeah, we Last about week? That. Oh, man. Yeah, we did. Okay. I just saw him today. They were interviewing him. He's talking about how Pumas needs to be aggressive with or without the ball. And then they were, and then they were showing some goals he scored when he was with, with, um, the Real Madrid and when he was at Celaya. <laughs> He's getting a good treatment there coming in. That's good. He needs to be uh, motivated. Get these guys moving. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to get a better player. Um, it's sort of funny to see Nico Castillo get a lot of hate from uh, not producing. I think he had. I think everyone's complaining he had one shot on goal. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like if if you're a team like Pumas, and and you're one of the teams that you rely on a small budget, and and. You're going up against these other teams like, like Santos and Pachuca. Those are the ones you're competing with normally for one of the top eight spots, you know? So, so to see, for example, Chaplas get that economic boost, it should be a little bit worrisome. It should be like, hey man, we need to step it up. Maybe I wouldn't say worrisome, but it should be a wake up call of like, hey, we, we better. We better um, get our shit straight, you know. Try to just open up the coin purse and and bring in some better players, or else we're gonna continue to struggle down here. It's the same for Chivas, you know. So Chivas, from time to time, is able to like make these big um, um, big investments. The only problem with Chivas is they can't hold on, you know. They, yeah. they could make it like once, but then they can't. Is you know it's supposed to last kind of long, and then that's it. They they won't have enough money to maintain it. Speaking of speaking of Chivas, I believe I saw a picture of uh, Pizarro back with uh, Pulido, and uh, I think it was your boy. Uh... Guero. Yeah, Guero. El Guero Fierro. 
Yeah, they were hanging out at some restaurant. Yeah, they, they said good times or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Vero Fierro. I know he was at Mo. I know he was at Morelia. I don't know where he's been at. I was thinking of uh, Pizarro. Uh, if only he, if only Monterrey would have advanced to America would as well. It would have been uh, Pizarro versus America. <laughs> And well, maybe, maybe he would make some outrageous comments like he did. Well, <laughs> <laughs> interesting you bring Pizarro because I think going into the Gold Cup and when you have players like Chucky and Vela and, and uh, Chicharo and all of these big names not, not you know, not showing up, I think this is going to be the perfect, you know, the perfect tournament for him to carve his name into the three and... and and fight for a spot to to be one of the main guys. So he definitely has the talent. So I, I could see him. I could see him uh, being, if he has a really good tournament, you know, he could link up well with um, with RJ nine. I could I could see him that he's gonna become one of the next one of the next heroes for the. For the selection, possibly, hopefully, they need uh, they need somebody like that to to do well. All right. Anything else you got? Um, what else do we have? Cheekies? Let me see. Let me see off of the top of my head. We we did a pretty good job covering some of these topics right quick. Um. Yeah, that's about. That's the main thing, right there. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's go check out the Twitterverse. Twitter. <laughs> no, those those were pretty much the main, the main topics. Um, I think after the, after the. After the season ends, we're gonna get all this flood of rumors of, of refuerzos and, you know, we're gonna see how teams, what players, what teams get. Some teams are already picking up players. She was brought back Tonio Rodriguez, who was a Lobos Buap. He was at, you know, promising goalkeeper that was at Chivas and he lost the spot to Cota. And now he seems to have another chance to to earn to earn his place. Yeah. Their, their, I guess their previous goalkeeper was a little. Cudinho. Uh, yeah, Cudinho was. He's he's still. Times right, they 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 took him off for a game. I think. He's no. Well, see the thing with him is he's still pretty green. If you see how many games he's played, uh, first division, it's not that many. So I mean, he was still making some mistakes, um, which was something that was happening with with Antonio Rodriguez, who he had had like one or two really good seasons as a. It's a very young keeper, and then um, when Mati came, he benched him in favor. He went in favor of Cota, who had 
who was just a bit more experienced and and Kota just he just owned the spot and uh we see Kota right now with Leon he's playing another final so he's and and then you know Tonya just didn't know how to react to that and that's when uh she was trying getting rid of him <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess we can close it out. Uh, yes, sir. The uh, Liga final is when? Is it this Chicky. It's on Thursday. Thursday. You mean the main final? Yeah. So Thursday and Sunday. Yes, sir. So two two big games on Thursday. Sub-20 versus Italia. And Leon versus Tigres. All right. We will uh, stay tuned and possibly podcast that evening. See if anyone else is around. Um, yeah, that would be nice. That in game. I guess my final, watching the games. Huh? My final thought would be uh, my prediction is going to be still. I think. Uh, I think Tuka is running out of ideas. He's right. become predictable. We got a steam running out of uh, out of uh, mental awareness. <laughs> and I think Leon's going to take it, even missing out on their two players. Well, at least one of them for the first game um, in San Westa, and then JJ. I think, and they win the title. So that's my prediction. I agree with you. I do see Leon as being the more hungry team, um, and I think that. When they play that game at their stadium, I could I could see them, but but who knows, man? Yeah. Because Tigres just has the type of player like Gignac, you know, even like Edu Vargas that could mm-hmm. that they could just huh? They could just do something brilliant all of a sudden. Yeah, they'll just pull something out of their ass, man. <laughs> It'll change the game. Uh, they're that talented. Even though a lot of the times they don't seem like it. And we saw it with Guignac when he scored that, that very nice, uh, what was it? Scissor kicks against, uh, against Rayados. Everybody was wondering why Tuca just played him for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Tuca decisions. We'll see. Yeah, more of that Tuca. Alrighty. I guess we'll, uh, We'll end the podcast there. Thanks, everyone, for joining and listening. I broadcasted this out on Twitter and on YouTube, and then we will uh, post it on the iTunes and podcast centers tomorrow. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you guys next time.